Welcome to the From Hustle to Wealthy podcast, where we are all about helping you transitioning from the endless grind to a life of wealth and freedom. I'm your host, Polina Rauch, and alongside me is my co-host, Mark Robinson. Are you tired of the hustle and looking for proven strategies to achieve financial freedom and reclaim your life? Well, you're in the right place. Each week, we will bring you actionable insights, expert interviews, and real-world strategies to help you streamline your business for profits and time freedom, and to help you build your perfect portfolio so you can reclaim your life. Let's dive in and start building the life you've always dreamed of, the life you deserve to live. Hi guys, Paulina here. Um, by myself today, um, I am flying solo, but today I wanted to share with you the story of how I built a million dollar business or actually multi-million dollar business, but lost myself along the way. And hopefully that journey will share with you two things. One is uh, you're not alone if you're in that scenario and B is you can get out of it and still be successful and still take the learnings and maybe you'll take some of my learnings and then go from there. So a few years back when I first started my journey, I was actually an entrepreneur. So not an entrepreneur, but an entrepreneur. And what I mean by this is I, I have a family. Uh, my, both my parents are entrepreneurs. My dad had multiple businesses. He was chasing the next best thing and in the end settled to become a really successful trader in the stock market. My mother used to be a dentist and she, both of them are retired. They are with me, but they are retired. And mum built a business with multiple staff, multi-million, uh, super highly successful, but very location-based, very had to be there, you know, um, doing, doing her things, seeing patients, looking after. So while I was in this, like, in this life of entrepreneurship, to me, my parents shared with me all the things that I didn't want to be. So they worked hard. They worked long hours. They were continuously stressed. Well, at least while I was young about like, how are they going to make the finances work? Right. And we worked their way up. Now, mom was highly successful uh, when she sold the practice, but in the years when I was little, they were both working really, really hard to achieve something one day. And to me, that made such a hard impression that my goal was never to be an entrepreneur, never to own a business, but always to be uh, working for someone else where in my mind, I was like, where my income is going to be stable, where I get four weeks leave, where I can check out after 40 hours, et cetera, et cetera. Now, the funny thing about this is that I only learned the hard way that that's not how it works, Right. We all, for all the entrepreneurs, all the business owners, you're all probably giggling here, especially around the security bit as an employee. Because in reality, um, in my mind, I was like, this is the most secure and easiest way to travel the world, experience world, but it's also the fastest and easiest way to stay broke, right? So over the years, uh, my career took me from business to business um, and I always had this neck that I wanted to improve things. I wanted to do things better and that I cared so much more than the business owners that I worked for. So some of you might relate to this. So here I am, 27 years old, uh, just quit my job because I did disagree with my boss about um, how they were doing business and that there was an easier and more streamlined and more joyful way of making more and they just didn't want to hear it. It, it after all it's their business they wanted and i have now i have respect for that i have respect for the fact that 
they wanted to do it their way because it was their business. At the time, it just did my head in. I was just like, I don't understand why you're not listening to me, why you don't want to improve your business, why you don't want to grow your business, etc., etc. So I quit my job, totally frustrated and annoying. Funnily enough, my ex-boss introduced me to this opportunity where a business was in trouble and they needed help. And when I talk trouble, I'm talking here half a million dollar loss in the first six months of operation, right? Or six, first six months of the year, they've been in operation for Quincetown sometime. But they literally went, I have, um, we are making half a million dollar loss every six months. We can no longer afford it. Uh, this business, this investment is not giving us the return on investment that we wanted. Now, this was the first time where I connected business and the work you're doing in the business with is that an investment that is worth uh, like the return that it's giving you. Anyway, jumped on. I had so much to prove, right? 27 years old, 130 staff, right? And everyone was looking up to me. In the first week, I remember I walked in there and I was like, all I'm going to do, I'm not going to rush into it. I'm not going to do the same mistake I always used to do by going and changing things immediately. But went and said, I'm going to spend the first three months just observing and finding out uh, where the challenges lie, right? Why are they making such a loss? And funnily enough, it lasted a week. After a week, I was like, okay, I can't watch this anymore. I was literally, it was a, it was a catering company. We had 130 staff. We run events up to 60,000 people. So big, large events, right? And multiple locations, multiple suppliers, multiple contractors we worked with and as much as I loved the job I had something to prove and I spent the first week first event and I was like I can't watch this anymore I'm seeing us losing all this money and it was just so heartbreaking and so frustrating that I stepped in within the first week I remember at the time when I stepped in in the first week I made some changes in that actual live event as it was going Right, I sent staff home, I restructured how they were operating, etc. Life at that event. My staff were so shell-shocked that they literally turned around and they were like, they didn't know what to do with us. So they ended up walking, like go, leaving the job, and then the next day I had a strike on my hand. Here are 100 staff who are going, I'm no longer going to work with you because the way you're working is unacceptable in one event. And I remember going... Oh my God, this is ridiculous. At the time, the investors who brought me on in this business to make this happen, they were like, they, my team went to the investors and were going, we can't work with this. We're going to walk off the job, rah, rah, rah. And, and at the time, the investors came to me or the, the board chairman came to me and they were like, we can't, we can't have you operate this. We can't have the, we're coming into the busiest season of, uh, of a business. Um, we can't have you alienating all the staff for them not to show up. And I remember at the time I created a phrase where I said to them, remember, um, I might be in a trial period because you're not 100% trusting me, but so are you. So if you have me here as the CEO of the company, as the general manager of the company, whatever title you want to do, trust me that I will implement the right things and that you cannot undermine me right at the stage. And that was the first time where I realized going, wow, as a business owner, you have just such a different um, um, 
what do I call it? You have such different worries than what you have as an employee, right? It's the first time I went back to mom and dad, them being stressed out, going, actually, uh, here I am responsible for 130 staff and I need to make this company profitable. So long story short, in eight months, we made a profit. So I did not increase any of the revenue. I just put systems and processes in place um, and structures for the team members. No one walked off. No one quit their job because they didn't like it. But there was a lot of challenges along the way. So why am I saying I've built a multi-million dollar business, a, a profitable business and lost myself is? Because at the time, I was 27 years old. From the outside, I, like it looked amazing, right? I I was a successful um, owner of a business. I was um, or general manager. I was uh, I had 130 staff. I'm making profits, right? So the the board of investors is excited and like like raving about all the work that we are doing. Uh, we're getting a lot of acknowledgement from the outside and the public of how well we are doing as a business and how great of a catering company we were. So generating revenue started becoming easier because people were recognizing us as a serious player. But so as a 27-year-old, I always thought this is all I wanted in my life. I wanted to be that successful woman that is an entrepreneur who was recognized for um, the hard work, for the smooth running operation for the team, etc., etc. In the meantime, though, I was working 80 hours a week. And I'm not kidding. Like, I can, I literally did six days, 12 hours a day um, minimum to deliver on this outcome. Not because I didn't have a team, not, I had 130 staff. Not because the investors expected me to work that hard. Hell no. They didn't even realize half of what I was doing. What has happened, what had happened at the time was that I had something to prove to myself. As a 27 year old, being in the position that I was in, being so successful, I had to prove to myself that I could do it. So I committed all my time and that I was doing it by myself. So I committed all the time. I had very little sleep. And guess what happened? In the meantime, my first marriage broke apart, right? Like we ended up getting divorced and we separated through that trial period. I lost a lot of friends, not just because of the divorce and having to divide the two, but also because I was never there. Like every time they needed me or they asked me to go out or whatever, I was always busy. I always put work first. Sorry, can't do it. Maybe next time, maybe next time. So we have, I had a lot of friends who were like, you know what? We won't even try. You're not there for us. What else happened? My health. Like I slept, like my stress levels were so through the roof, my cortisol, my adrenaline. Like I was running on fumes and multiple coffees a day. So that was absolutely insane for me, right? So I went and literally went uh, into overdrive. My health went plummeted. Um, I lost all my fitness, all my uh, muscles, and I put on weight, lots and lots of weight. Not because I was was overeating. It was purely because of the stress and then not having a routine, not having regular breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but eating on the go and always on the fly and always making a decision. I stressed out my body so much that after doing this for four years and really highly like we made profits in the first eight months, but I was literally there for four years. And through the four, whole four years, I did six days, 
minimum of 12 hours, if not longer. And if it was an event, it might be even a 14 or 16 hour day. So I ended up turning into a vegetable, literally. I was on day seven. I would literally go whatever the day, it was not a Sunday, whatever day it was, like when I had a break, which was usually once a week or, you know, once every 10 days or so, I ended up doing going from bed with a shit sleep because I arrived late at night and I was wired. And so I woke up exhausted onto the couch and then I had no motivation to cook for myself. I had no motivation to do anything for myself. So I ended up going from working all these hours onto the, like into bed, onto the couch, usually ordering McDonald's for lunch or dinner, having one meal, right? Because that's all I was capable of doing. So I burned down my whole life. I burned down my marriage, my friendships, my health. Funnily enough, um, at the time, I thought I was being successful. Like I was like, it's part of life, divorce, right? Like, uh, hey, we weren't, we weren't meant to be together. And I also went, this is, was his fault, not my fault, right? Um, friendships, well, they obviously aren't caring enough for me if they can't even support me in the place that I'm going through. Health. I was like, I don't understand why I'm so unhealthy. I'm like on the, on my feet for uh, 14 hours a day because I wasn't sitting, right? As a catering company, you're always on the go, especially in a venue that is that big, right? So I never understood. It was never my fault. I never understood. It's like, I just felt like everyone abandoned me. Um, and in, in hindsight, I was, I got really bitter and I got really angry and I didn't see it. I thought that was just part of my, uh, part of me until my assistant manager came. And I remember one day all my, all my team members were upset. That was like two, three years down the track as I was getting worse and worse. And, um, she was, she said to me, Paulina, you need to stop, stop talking to the team. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, all they expect from you is a thank you. And I'm like, instantly going thank me for what for the fact that i'm paying them and they're doing the bare minimum and just you know lashing out not even realizing it and she's like you're making my life hard i can't book team members in because they don't want to work for you because you are ungrateful you are not thankful you are continuously angry and you're setting expectations that are unrealistic just because i could do it didn't mean that they should right so that was a very, very low point in my, in, in my career. And I just genuinely want to share with you, uh, that lesson because just because you're making money, just because you're looking successful on the outside, right? It doesn't mean that you are a good human being, a happy human being, that you have joy in your life or even a healthy human being, right? Um, so really, if you can resonate with that story, um, there is, like literally lost myself in this whole thing. I woke up one day and I, I gave up after four years. I was like, okay, I'm ready. I quit. Well, I quit in the sense of I'm, I want to pursue something else. I moved on, but it took me literally two years to become even a shell of myself. Not even like, not even my best version. It's literally been a, how do I go back to, functioning how do I go back to eating how do I reset my nervous system my body and everything for a healthier lifestyle just that journey to get to a reality where I could function took two years 
And in reality, that's about what, 10, 12, 13 years, I can't remember ago. And I'm still like, I'm still going, who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? Now, personal growth is a lot more around who, what type of leader do I want to be to run a successful, highly profitable business? And what kind of leader, investor do I want to be so that my portfolio continues making me money even if I don't work or don't have a business, etc. So for me, it's all about building the balance now between um, having not having to worry about money and not having, being worried internally about, but this is temporary. And maybe you've seen me talk about everything being temporary before, but like how do I build sustainable, long-lasting wealth that will stand the test of time so I don't have to ever wake up stressed again thinking I had to do something to prove it. But then also on the other side, I go, how do I, who do I become and what leader will I be if I wanted to like build this most successful, most amazing business on the sideline? Not because I have to, not because I want to make money, but because I want to make an impact and a difference in the world. And that because I truly believe that like wealth shouldn't be what like for a few, it should be a right for everyone to understand how money works, how wealth works and how easy it is to create wealth when you have that education and that understanding, right? So that's the message that I want to share is you can build a massive business. You can sacrifice everything you want. So the true hustle, the true transformation of hustle. But if you want to ever feel a fulfilled and wealthy life, you need to define what does wealth look like to you. You need to define what is the, um, what kind of life you want to live and who with and how do you want to treat others and how do you want them to treat you very different uh, very different episode but i just thought i need to share with you various a way out so if you're feeling like you're building a multi-million dollar business you're feeling like you should be happy and you um you are getting like on the outside you're achieving everything that you want to achieve uh, sometimes it's not an external thing. It's not the next million that you're going to produce. It's not the next $100,000 a month that your portfolio is going to create. Sometimes it's deep down, like losing yourself, going, I don't actually know what I stand for anymore. I don't know what my why is, why I'm creating what I'm creating. So if you are in that scenario, I hear you. Um, reach out, uh, comment below, drop me a DM on Facebook. Happy to have a conversation with you of steps that you can take that are you know that might give you a little bit more clarity because we don't all have to have it figured out we don't have to live all the per perfect life all the time and we certainly do not have to live a perfect life under other people's standards we need to live our life and be true to ourselves right true to what we want in our lives if that's millions or if that's you know a few hundred uh, thousand dollars to live on that is totally and utterly up to each and every single one of us. And it's not all about money. It's not all about the accolades, the amazingness, but it's all about like if when I'm on my deathbed and I look back, what are the moments that I don't want to regret? What are the moments that I want to remind myself of being epic and amazing and worthwhile living this life? Because we only have one, right? So I hope this uh, episode will share a little bit more insights on if you're building this business and you're not feeling it's right for you, 
definitely reach out. would love to have the conversation and see how we can navigate these pathways together because the only way I got out of this this craziness was by having an incredibly amazing partner by the, at the time who is now my beautiful husband, Terrell, but also the coaches and the trainers that I had around me who educated me on personal life choices, on the triggers, on a default versus a power position, and things that they, they educated me was on my health, right? Like how to rewire your nervous system, why my body is doing what it's doing and how it's reacting to stress, right? And what even I perceived the stress, because the funny thing was while I was in it, I didn't feel stressed like my body and everything around me. But in my brain, I was like, it's just a step that I needed to do to get to the to the next level, to the next achievement, to the next goal that I've set myself, right? So I wouldn't have done this if I hadn't had those amazing human beings around me. And I continue surrounding myself by incredible human beings who give, give me the opportunity to level up, to become someone better, not necessarily different, but a better version of myself, a higher version of myself the future version of myself that has this incredible life that is not temporary, that is not filled with stress, but that is filled full of security, love and joy and gratitude for where I am. So I really truly appreciate my path of how I got there, but it was definitely a very intense struggle, not just internally, but externally with everyone else. And I don't wish that on anyone. So here you are. This is a story of how I built a multi-million dollar business and then, sorry, multi-million dollar business and then lost myself. Everyone have a wonderful day and I'll see you on the next episode. Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the From Hustle to Wealthy podcast. We hope you found value in today's session and are one step closer to achieving your financial end game. Remember, when it comes to building your portfolio, your wealth, none of us is advised, not even general in nature. If you would like to seek specific advice to your personal circumstances, we urge you to speak to a licensed financial professional. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe and leave a comment. Your feedback helps us create content that serves you better. Tune in for the next episode.